Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan McCarthy. Today we are joined by Jesse Rippingale, also known as Rip. Rip is the founder of the Ripple Effect, which entails breath work, masculine feminine work, love and connection. He's also an ice bath and breath work leader. He's also the founder of the Warrior Hearts Men's Retreat. And within this episode, we touch a lot on men's work, masculinity, and the challenges men face, masculinity plus building a healthy masculine, men stepping into their power, leadership, what is destroying men's minds. And we just touch on so many things that's gonna offer a lot of value for the men watching this, but also the females watching this who have men in their lives. There's a lot to take away. There's a lot of insight and a lot of understanding and a lot of things you can implement into your life. But just overall, it's a great conversation to listen in on to. I had a lot of joy sitting in on it with Rip as well and having that conversation. So I'm keen for you all to listen to it. But in other news, if you could please share the podcast around, it just helps in terms of getting this information and value out there to the world and reach a larger audience. If you could also leave the podcast a rating, that would mean so much as well. But without further ado, let's welcome Rip. Welcome Rip. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm I'm actually really fucking good. Yeah. Really excited to be back here. It's good to have you back, brother. Like, saying really fucking good. What's the purpose behind that? Why is it? Don't know. Life's just... It's, it's, life's been quite a wild ride lately, to be honest, uh, up and down, good, th- all the things, all the feelings, emotions, um, f- you know, like I've been crazy busy, like the, the first half of the year was nuts, like mm. nonstop between my construction business and um, Ripple Effect and doing all the stuff and the last couple of weeks I've had about three, three weeks off mm. and it was, it was it's something so simple, but it was actually really difficult for me. That first week was like, I don't know. It was weird, man. I struggled so hard to do yeah. like not much at all and um, started to get used to it. But it just like brought this sense of like, I really want to create that in my life a bit more, that space, that time to do things that I want to do and enjoy life and not just be, you know, 15 hour days working on two businesses, running people, running a crew of people. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a lot of different things have come through for me over the last, well, multiple months. Yeah. But I think things are dropping in a little bit more now, mm. uh, getting a little bit more clarity. So, yeah, I think that's why, like, I'm doing pretty good. That's epic, man. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like there's a lot of resistance there to begin with because I know, like, for men on a mission, even females too, but like if you're on a mission in life and you have that moment where you take a break, it can kind of feel like you have those thoughts that come up, like I'm not doing enough, I need to do more. What am I doing? A lot of self-doubt can come in and you're like, your mind just runs like fucking wildfire. Like was a lot of resistance that came in to begin with and how did you overcome any of those thoughts or feelings? 100%. I'm very much the like, got to keep moving, got to keep doing stuff like, I can go, 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 go. Mm. I, I don't really stop too much. And if I do, it's usually because I'm so cooked that I just need to do nothing. Um, so, yeah, that first week I was like, fuck, like, what do I do, you know? Um, 
I need to be doing something. The, the thought process that kept coming through is like, if I'm not doing something, then I become useless. Mm. Um, as a as a as a man, as a person, as a just a human being, like I'm very goal orientated, mission orientated. Um, you know, and then I had a few like little things around the house that I wanted to get done, but I found that I had so much time that mm. I just didn't do them. Yeah. It was this strange, when I'm busy, I'll get more things done because I'm out of time, you know, like the pressure. Oh, like, yeah. But speaking on, on, you said, you know, having a mission, I started back, you know, went back to site like Friday, I think, and started doing that in the last two days of had this thought come over me. I was like, I was excited to go back to work because before I was, I was so exhausted too that I was like, I need a break. Like the body, the mind, everything, I was just like, I'm, I'm cooked. Yeah. So now I've like had a rest. I'm like, I'm actually happy to go back. I'm excited. I'm keen. And I was thinking today, yesterday, today, I was like, mission, you know. I'm like, men need a mission. Mm. We need something to strive for. And this whole conversation of we are human beings not human doings yes it has merit and it has a point to some extent but i think for men like we need to be doing stuff yeah you know and that doesn't mean 15 20 hours a day doing shit but like we need to be doing things we need to be progressing we need to be moving forward it's it's a very masculine thing to do mm. we're not just going to go dance through the daisy fields you know <laughs> like <laughs> That's, that's not the masculine way and having a task, a mission, something to accomplish, something to strive for, whether that's, you know, work, a fitness goal, a sport goal, like, mm. um, you know, whatever it is, I think that we need something to achieve yeah. and that, that like, I was like, sweet, I'm back at work, I got, I'm just doing this deck at the moment, I'm like, I feel good, like, i got to get this deck done, I'm build, like building things with my hands mm. and I'm like, yes, like this feels really good for me again and, yeah. and refreshing. It makes so much sense. Like when I reflect back on my life and I would say at the time when I was depressed and had really depressive episodes, that was all down to because I had nothing I was building towards. When I reflect back to those moments when I saw a psychologist and she told me I was depressed and I should take, you know, um, antidepressants, and this is a hot topic, but I said no. And then reflecting back on that time now, I'm like, I didn't have a job. I wasn't studying anything. I was just sitting around the house playing Xbox, eating shit food. And I'm like, the moment I started this journey of, you know, trying to give back to mental health and giving back to mindset and trying to help people or and helping people, should I say, depression just magically disappeared from my life. Yeah. That's because I started to implement a mission and I had a direction that's pushing me forward. And I feel like that can solve so many problems by a man just having the mission. 100%, man. Like you said, you know, sitting around doing nothing, eating shitty food, playing playing Xbox or whatever it may be. It's like, no fucking wonder you were depressed. Yeah. Like what what is the alternative? What is what is what would be the expected outcome in that situation? Like what what are, what would one expect from that? Like I'm fucking happy. I'm living the, my best life. Yeah. Like and it's like it, yeah. it makes sense to me of why you would feel shit in that environment. Mm. And then like you said, you went in and you know you started studying and helping people and building and you had a mission right like mission like this is the a word that's come up for me quite a bit over the last little bit a little while and it's like having a mission having a purpose bigger than yourself and something to 
strive for, move towards and build mm. physically or, or uh, metaphorically or any other way. But, yeah, like having something to fucking do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. And I think what you said there too, like having something bigger than yourself yeah, is key when it comes to that because if we don't do anything that's bigger than ourselves, like you can have goals that are more selfish and that's great. You know, like things like the gym and things like that could be more of a selfish goal. But having something you push towards that is bigger than yourself but takes it, that pressure. selfish though? No, I wouldn't say selfish. No, that's a good way to actually look at that. Yeah. Hold on, I'm processing why that's not selfish and I want to come up with an answer. The reason why I don't think that's selfish now is because I feel like the reason you're doing it is you're doing it for yourself so you can become better, but the people around you are also benefiting from that as well. Because if you are doing the things that truly make you a better person, everyone around you is only going to receive the best version of you. Definitely, yeah. Like, you know, the, the gym, for instance, like you said, is, mm. is uh, like how can, in a, in a physical situation, how can you help your partner if you got attacked on the street mm. if you're too weak to help yourself? Do you know what I mean? So going to the gym is like a byproduct of getting strong. It's looking good. Mm. And fuck, yeah, like it's let's do that. Reward, yeah. but, right? But, it, <clears throat> you know, if you're too weak to, to fend off anyone or to lift something up or to do anything, it's like, well, what, what use are you anyway in that, in that realm? Yeah. Um, you know, not saying that everyone has to go to the gym and get ripped and big and all that stuff. Like, but I think everybody should – and using that word should people don't like that word, but <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone should get to a certain level with themselves where they are strong to look after themselves mm. and their people around them, their family, their friends, and and you know taking on that role. Yeah, and I agree with especially going to the gym. I feel like even though should is a tricky word, but I feel like people should not just go to the gym, but just do something to build their strength, fitness. And just well-being as well. Like I feel like, especially in men, I think we should speak more to men, or I should in this moment, is that men feel the best when they're strong. You know, yeah. like when I'm at the gym, like I'll have a shit day and then I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym. Convince myself to go to the gym anyway. No motivation to do it. Get into the work. I'll start lifting weights and I feel like a fucking silverback gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> I feel on top of the world and I feel like I'm undefeatable. But and I feel like everyone can experience that. And you come out with more energy. Yeah, you do, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, 100%. More energy, more clarity, and you just feel like... It's just the discipline too. And, and yeah. what you said is like when you don't want to go and you go anyway, mm. like that's the discipline piece that comes in because there's so many times in life where <clears throat> there's things we don't want to do mm. and we do them anyway. Or a lot of the times there's shit that needs to get done, right? And we don't want to do it. We're like, I'm tired. I'm, it's, it's cold outside. It's running. Man, I love running most in the dark when it's raining yeah because it's like no one else is doing this shit mm. you know and I'm, i've talking honestly i've been a bit slack with the running and i'm trying to get back into it or i'm not trying i am getting back into it but it's like yes i went for a run in the rain the other morning i'm like yeah, yeah. motherfucker getting that like all those people on the yeah. sunny days where are you yeah yeah i yeah i had a similar moment to that because I, um, I bought an ice bath for the house because I was like, I'm, I don't want to wait for events to do an ice bath. Like, I yeah. need one in the house. Like, because it just adds so much benefit to my well being, like mentally, physically, overall. So, I got an ice bath, filled it up, got it all frozen and everything. And I was like, I'm keen as to do it tomorrow morning. <laughs> Woke up the next day, it's pitch black because, like, it's morning sunrise is happening, but it's just clouded with dark gray skies, pissing down rain. It was like six degrees. 
And I was like, fuck, it's not sunny. And I was like, <laughs> do it anyway. And I was like, yeah. I sat there for about five minutes, like having that internal war with myself. <laughs> but I eventually was like, what's with all this procrastination? Like I spent five minutes arguing with myself when I could have been in and out and dry by now. <clears throat> so I got in anyway and did it. But the satisfaction I had from doing it anyway, despite what the environment was, like the satisfaction, the reward from that was something I can't really even explain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. When it's, you know, like you said, at events, you know, there's a bunch of people, you know, the ones we do, we have 70, 80, 100 people and it's sunny and everyone's high vibes and all yeah. that. And it's all like, yeah, everyone's there supporting each other, cheering, having a good time. When you got to get up in the dark, do it by yourself. Everyone's in bed, warm bed, sleeping. It's the middle of winter here. You know, give it Queensland winters aren't too bad, but yeah. you know, it's like that's when it becomes hard. That's when it's like, okay, now I'm gonna push through. Mm. And and speaking on the, the the nighttime or early morning ice bars, I don't know if you saw like two weeks ago, I did this fourteen hour overnight military experience. Yeah, I saw some uh, of the stories, yeah. And and it I was pretty much wet and cold from 9 p.m. to about 8 a.m. Mm. They were hosing us down, um, you know, pouring water on us while we're doing mm. all these crazy things. And at one part, we're crawling up and down this hill and they were getting hosed at the same time. And uh, shout out to my buddy Keegan, who was one of the facilitators, was just pumping me in the side of the head with the hose for like two minutes while I'm doing push-ups or crawling or whatever we had to do. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, in the ice. And I don't know the time, but it was about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning maybe, mm. and in an ice bath in the middle of the night. I was like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you know, that's the thing that I was dreading the whole time mm. and and did it, got out, and I'm like, still alive, yeah. still going. You know, it's, it's not as bad as you build it up to be mm. in your head. I think, like, I guarantee now reflecting back in that moment, I bet you're glad you just got in and did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there was, I was not going to hesitate. Um, there was a part of obviously, uh, you know, not wanting to show that I was <laughs> not going to, I wasn't keen on it yeah. um, with, the, with the experience that it was. But like, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I'm not yeah. going to just say no and not go in there because it's going to be uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. I was like, I'm getting in here regardless. Like, mm. and I'm getting, going to keep going. Like, it doesn't matter. Think, That's a big thing. Do you think that relates to the conquest of being able for men to be able to conquer? So I feel like yeah, men yeah. having things that we can conquer despite the challenges in front of us. I feel like this probably one of the key components to us feeling our true best selves is when we're on a conquest to conquer challenges and overcome adversity and overcome things and achieve goals. Like even things with like going into an ice bath, but conquering that thing, it gives us that same feeling of conquer. Yeah. yeah, I yes, I agree. I, I think definitely, um, as men, it's it's ingrained in us to conquer. Mm. You know, you look back in the, in in history and the the big wars and you know, um, like taking over other lands and all this sort of stuff is like that was the ultimate conquer. Like they yeah. were, you know, going to to battle other lands, other countries. And the wars back then were nuts. Yeah. Fighting with swords and spears. Genghis Khan doing yeah, crazy like, shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Genghis Khan had like such a vast, um, what would the word be, like his, his, his empire, mm. you know? It's like, wow, like what do we do now? Yeah. 
You know, and, and this that can be our conquer is conquering the ice bath when we don't want to, conquering going to the gym when we don't want to. And, you know, it doesn't have to be conquering the world. Yeah. Um, but it's it's setting these little goals or tasks for us to conquer mm. as men, I think, is super important. Yeah. You know, at, at whatever level and capacity that is for each person, it's going to be very different, you know. Some people's is like, oh, I'm going to go run 100K or 200K or, you know, I'm going to have like a fighting, for instance, you know. Yeah. And others, it's completely different. It could be just something, you know, simple like going up Mount Biwa, mm. you know. it's it, But it's it's everyone has their level of like achievement and something to conquer. And once you conquer it, then it allows you to see that you can do it and then you set the bar higher. Yeah, and I feel like it gives you freedom yeah. to an, an extent as well, like freedom of mind because I feel like the things that stressed you up before that conquer no longer dictate your emotions and how you feel Yeah, because you've already battled that battle and you won. And it's just it's like, it's like building layers and bricks on bricks that's building a great foundation to eventually what will be the house or what will be who you are. But I think even then you're still building as well. It's just find these little things that you do conquer and build on over time. And I want to reflect back on when you had your three weeks off with work, talking about men, the mission, talking about having something to conquer, which is what you were before that three weeks and you went to not doing as much in terms of conquering another mission. And how do you think it is between finding that balance? Because I know men, we feel like we want to conquer stuff, but as soon as we stop, it feels like we're not conquering stuff. But do you feel like we can conquer things in a different realm? a different setting yeah yeah it's a good one because it was definitely it was definitely difficult for me just with the person i am and how my life is set up mm. with being busy so often and so much um and i think yeah like you would just have to try to think how to say it but it's looking at different things to conquer. Like it, it, <clears throat> I went and, uh, you know, I cleaned the house one day and I tidied up the yard. And you know what? I felt awesome yeah. after that because it's like I've been wanting to trim all the bushes back and, and do all that stuff for ages, but I was always busy and tired and all these different things. And, you know, I'd go to the gym instead and whatever, whatever I would do instead of doing it. Yeah. And it allowed me to do it. And I was like, yes, like that felt sick. Like now the yard's clean. And that's something so small or, or relatively small, but it made me feel like I conquered the yard, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I yeah. think it's like flipping the way we look at things because, like, people can look at that as a chore. Yeah. And when we had the word chore, we instantly feel a negative reaction to it. We feel like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. Like, straight away, we feel stressed. Yeah. But we flip that. It's like, I'm going to conquer the yard. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to conquer the housework. I'm going to do this. And it's something that will push motivation into you. But it'll give you a lot more energy to actually complete the things you need to do in life. Yeah. And I think the biggest part is, as you said, like, I don't want to do it. The hardest part is the first step, always. Yeah. You know, so many times I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. Or like, you know, go back to a gym reference. It's like, I'm tired. I don't want to go to the gym. You go to the gym, you do two sets. You're like, motherfucker, I'm <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger right now. Let's go. Like, you know, all this energy comes, all this stuff. You're like, it's the first step is always the hardest. And once you get past there, you find that you just keep going and keep yeah. going. And you're like, oh, I got sweet. Let's smash that yeah and the best thing about it, it builds momentum as well because like like i'll 
like this is a bit different, but I can't relate in terms of momentum. Like when I became sober from drugs, the thing that kept me going was that I was sober for so long. And I was like, well, I've been, been there for this long. I'm not going to give up now. I think the same thing can relate with when we're on conquest is that I've been on this momentum. I've been doing this good stuff for so long. In times where I feel doubt, I have more urge to do it anyway because the momentum's there. That's keeping me rolling. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Roll with the momentum. Yeah. Like like you said, like I've come this far, so so why why would I stop or go back? And what's this is a saying? Um I didn't come this far just to come this far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I heard that a long time ago and I was yeah, I really like that. I like that I a lot. I didn't come this far just to come this far. So it's like keep going. Mm. Where That's else right. can you go? You know, we've got a whole life ahead of us and I'm finding the balance of I'm I'm working on finding the balance because I haven't found it yet for myself, but it's that mm. <clears throat> going all the time nonstop where I have you know in in a in a business sense where I have no uh you know life, like no um free time and, and if I do I'm just tired and exhausted and I don't really do anything anyway. So it's like keep going, yes. But now I want to implement these little um, little trips, little breaks. And, you know, like Ben and I, we go out and what we call a disconnect to reconnect now. Mm. So every now and then we'll hike out into the bush somewhere and do a wild camp. Or but last time we went up the beach with the trucks and you just get away, you know, get away yeah. from the, the normal sort of life, the technology, all that stuff, and just disconnect so we can reconnect with ourselves and tap back in. Yeah, so implementing little things like that along the way. It's like, I th- for myself, you know, with the construction, I'm, I'm looking to implement. It's like, say I build a house, it takes, you know, a few months, three months, four months. It's like, sweet, work hard, get that done. And then after that, take two, three weeks off, whatever the time frame is, yeah. and enjoy a little bit of time. And then, you know, book in the next job to start then. Mm. So it's like little mini vacations, little mini, um, I heard someone say it years ago, like, take little mini retirements. Yeah. So yeah, like, and that could be a week, mm. you know, where it's like, all right, cool. I've just smashed this goal. Yeah. Now reward, you know, reward myself for working hard, achieving that, conquering that, mm. that goal, that task, that mission that I had. Now I'm going to take that break, rest, recuperate, fill my cup. And then it's like, all right, now like, now I'm energized. Like I was recently. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to work. Yeah. I'm keen. Let's go. Like, what's the, where's the next fucking lands to conquer? (laughs) (laughs) That's so important too. And especially if you have like a reward in sight, because that can be the thing that can drive you as well. Yeah. The times where you need to drive. And now do you think more so like these mini retirements slash vacations, instead of waiting until you're at the point where you feel like you're exhausted, now you're planning them ahead. So you don't get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, like we can push through so much mm. for so long and that's what I've always done. And it's like I kind of think of it as a, I say this quite a bit now is at what cost. Mm. You know, it's like, yes, I could just go nonstop for fucking ever yeah. or whatever ever it is, but at what cost? What is that taking away from me, you know? Mm. You hear a lot of people in their business life, they go so hard and become so successful, but then everything else mm. is unsuccessful. It's, it, you know, their, their family life, 
their relationships, their friendships, everything else is put to the side because that's they're just so single focused. And it's like at what cost, you know? So and your health, um, you know, who knows what it's doing to the end of your life too. Mm. The stress loads that you're putting on yourself, like I was super stressed. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of months back, leading for like leading into this has happened twice now. Big projects finishing them off, like construction work, you know, running a team of guys, finishing off a big construction project at the same time as the ripple effect event, one day event is coming in, like starting. So there's this massive crossover where at the end of it, because uh, like a building job, it's like, all right, got to get all the things done. We've got to tidy up all the bits and mm. all these things. And it becomes quite a lot. And then, and then as we're coming into the event, it's like, all right, I've got to make all these calls, yeah. you know, I've got to get all the event stuff set up and all these different things. And that crossover has happened to the last two events. Mm. Um, no, sorry, not two. Number two and number four. And it wore me down so much. Like it taxed me massively to the point where like after the event, I was like, I just – after the job was done, after the event was done, I'm like, I don't just need time to like, I don't need, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just wanted to shut off from everything because it was just like, it like was killing me. Like, yeah. it was hard work, and it's like, at what cost? You know, yeah. like at the end of my life, what am I knocking off the end of it? You know, yeah. with being that highly strung out, that stressed. Um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting, like reflecting now and the awareness that I'm c- cultivating, creating in my life around all this sort of stuff and seeing that there's a better way to to still like kick ass yeah. and achieve everything you want by just implementing those little bits in between, you know? It could be a day yeah. where you're like, you know, I'm just going to go to the beach or I'm going to go to a waterfall or go to the movies, yeah. go to a, go have a spa day, <laughs> go and get a facial, like yeah. whatever it is that you enjoy but – implementing those little rewards mm. at the end of the achievements yeah 100 percent. and it's like if we have so much output it's like where's the input yeah like if our energy is just going out 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 and out like yep. where's, where's where's it coming in and one thing like i especially do for myself is like take advantage of the moments in between and that's even mm. like little things of like just jumping on your phone quickly that's little things of like just like now we do little things to distract ourselves or yeah. i like i in the past would do things to distract myself now i make sure i utilize those times in between like for an example before this podcast i got home i had about 15 minutes till you were coming over and then i was like all right i could just jump on my phone and scroll and check out you know some of the topics for tonight like you know what i'm gonna do some um, nsdr it's like non-sleep deep rest breath work um andrew Huberman does it Cool. And I did that guided, and I was just like, yes, now I feel ready, now I feel prepared. And it gave me that like switch to come in the present moment. But it's because I utilized the moments in between to set me up for the next adventure, the next action arm, the next mission, the next thing to conquer. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I just wanted to really emphasize on how important it is to utilize the moments in between in life. And that was a 15-minute period too. Yeah. Like it wasn't, you know, yeah, wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't a long days. time. It's yeah. like... In, in 15 minutes, you can fully change your state mm. with something as simple as breath, like, you know, which we both do and both know how powerful breath work is yeah. on, on multiple different levels. But, yeah, like, I love that. That was awesome. I love how you just said as well, change your state. 
when I found out personally that I could change my state, I could change my whole life. Like if I, like an example, if someone says something to me and I could feel emotionally reactive to it, in the past I would stay in that emotion mm. and like refeed that to myself to stay in that loop. But now I realize if someone says something to me and I feel emotional reaction to it, I'm like, I can control whether I feel angry to this or I can accept and forget about it. Yeah. And right now I'm at a point now where I'm really good at just being like, cool. Yeah. Next. You know, like what's actually going to benefit me in this moment? And it's also that you don't have to exactly deal with it or process it in the moment, but you just don't become reactive. Yeah. It's not becoming like, oh, that really triggered me. And then you say something and blow up or whatever. But Mm. it's like, okay, like I'm feeling a certain way about what you just said. Yeah. I'll just, you know, I can still be here with you mm. and I'll think about it and then maybe later if I choose to, I can bring it up with you then, but yeah. from a calmer place where it's not like yeah. reactive. It's sitting with it. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I didn't want it to sound like I just suppress it and forget yeah. about it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you touched on that deeper because I don't want to give that message to people of just, yeah. you feel something, forget Stop about it. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. Like it's just more so of like, like you said, it's so you can become more responsive down the line and yeah. deal with it at a later date when it's more appropriate. But yeah, I feel like it's such an important thing to be able to understand ourselves to the point where we can control our state. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And with your, um, like I, wa- I want to touch back before we move on to our next topics. Back when you did the 14 hour overnight um, army, what was it called again? Military? Yeah. So it's called section. Section. Um, Little shout out to those guys because but uh, Darren runs it and it was it was epic and yeah. I actually believe that many men should do this or something like this. Um, it's called section uh, assault. Yeah, yeah. The reason I want to ask that because people probably heard you saying you're getting the hose down, hitting the head with the hose, <laughs> jumping in the ice bath at midnight, and they're probably like, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" <laughs> so what's the purpose and well, intention? Bit of, bit of a sadist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the punishment. Um, <laughs> So going into this experience, you had to jump on a call and it makes sure that it's right for mm. I'm the right person to do it and it feels right for them and all that as a process. It's not just like just go and do it. Yeah. Um, and in the call, I was saying like I want to challenge myself. Um, so I've done on the physical side of things. You know, I used to race motocross, just local grade, not professional or anything like that. I used to race triathlon. Um, I've done lots of different sports and, you know, physical and mentally tough things where, you you know, the mind is like, oh, just stop, mm. just stop, but you keep going. You know, triathlon was a good one for that because that shit hurts. Yeah. Um, and I, I was saying this to him and, and I was like, I want to meet my edge and see who I am at that place. Mm. Like who who do I become where I'm like, I can't go anymore, I'm, I'm – Cold, wet, tired, hungry. We didn't eat. We got, I think, one muesli bar at fuck whatever time it was. Yeah. Um, no sleep. Fuck, that's when you meet your deep and self. Yeah, like yeah. it was all these like, it's it's you know any one of them is by itself is something, but when you've got them all on top, mm. you know they had a dog there just barking at us half the night. Like it was full. Like um, you know we were like walking through the bush, yeah. like deep bush in the middle of the night, carrying things, heavy things, crawling through paddocks. I'd throw. Like a firecracker out or something to em- simulate like um, guns, where to drop and you know all these sort of things. It was a really good experience, but it was like, who am I in that environment? Mm. And I really wanted to see. And um, 
I didn't quite get to the full physical exertion um, in this experience this time, just which, um, you know, maybe I should have gone a bit harder. Mm. But I saw things in myself of like who I become when I was in those situations and, and the, the leader I am or the leader that I show up as and has definitely showed me things that I want to work on and can work on because I want to become better. Mm. Yeah. And I, I actually, I said, I want to come back and do it again or, you know, you might have a 24 or 36 hour one in the future. I'm like, dude, so yeah. I'm keen. Fuck like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also like, I loved it. Yeah. You know, good. in the moment, not so much. You're like, I could be home, warm, mm. you know, I'm shivering, I'm wet, like all these things, but I was never going to give up. Yeah. And like, I actually love that stuff. Well, that comes back to conquering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you aren't going to beat me. Yeah. Like, and that's not really saying them, it's more me is not going to beat me yeah. or however that wor- wording works. Yeah. But like, I'm not, my mind is not going to take it. Like, I'm not going to give in, you know, I'm stronger than whatever factors out there are telling me to just go home. Because yeah. we had the option too. We had the option to go home. If you yeah. wanted to, you had to sign a bit of paper and you could go home and get warm and dry and all the nice, cosy things. I feel like that's probably one of the biggest challenges in the whole experience. You probably correct me if I'm wrong, but knowing you have the idea of tapping out yeah, and like trying to face that while you're going through all of this, um, all these challenges, like knowing that you have the option to tap out would just be such a mental fuck as well. Yeah, it is in a way. Like, there's, there's the options there, right? Yeah. You know, it was like we had to bring bring some food and then knowing we had food on us the whole time but we didn't get to eat it. Yeah. It's kind of like, fuck, like it's just there. Like it's in my backpack right yeah. there. <laughs> you thought they gave you more empowerment though, knowing the yeah. options there but not doing it anyway. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's self-control yeah. for one and uh, integrity is a big piece um, for myself and, and for them too and it's like – you know, when they're not there and in the little tiny breaks we get, it's like, oh, you could just sneak some food. Mm. But that's not integral. Yeah, It's like, this is, I'm here to do what the task is, the mission is. And if sneaking food is not a part of the assigned task. Yeah. So I'm going to do it to the best of my ability with how it's set out to be done. Mm. So, yeah. What do you think you learned about the human potential? <sighs> you can keep going mm. like like i said for for me i didn't quite get to my full physical exertion there was times where i'm like man this is, this is hard like mm. i didn't just cruise through this by any means um at all there was we had to push some big ass rope up a hill like crawl it up a hill and i was like this is heavy and hard and it fucking hurts yeah um but i saw in some of the other guys that were at that that edge mm. you know they were like fully just exhausted cooked and they just kept going yeah and i was like yes like hell yeah like Mm. you know i love that like massive respect it's like because it it was hard yeah it was very hard and to see them pushing through and like that's why i said i'd like to come back and and do it again where i can push harder and and meet that edge in myself Mm. um because there is where you just want to give up and stop and it's so easy Right, yeah. like all I had to do was pull the paper out of my pocket and sign it. Yeah, how easy is that? I could go home. Mm. I could have all the comforts and 
you know, go home to Beck and she'd make me hot chocolate or something. Go cream in the home, whatever. Exactly. But it was like, there's no fucking way I'm doing that because then who am I? Mm. Who am I if I give in through something that's only 14 hours? Yeah. You know, like. That's the thing. It would have been so easy to be like tap out halfway and be like, oh, at least you did seven hours, you know? Yeah. Give myself a pat on the back. But being able to push that limit yeah. and truly test yourself is an experience which, you know. And that was, that was a big thing too is that we could, we were just like, or even myself, I'm like, oh, well, we get to go home soon, you know? Like whatever the time frame is, it's we go home after this. Yeah. It made me had, always, I've always had a big respect for people in the military because I, you know, all the things that uh, from the limited stuff I know of what they do and what they see and go through and the training, I've always been really attracted to it, to the training. And that's why I love this experience. But I was like, I've got a whole nother level because we did it for 14 hours. You know, they're doing it in their training for like days on end, weeks, months, years, whatever. And then when you're actually deployed, it's like, it's a whole nother game. Like, you know, you're doing this stuff where you're out in the bush, but people are probably trying to kill you at the same time. Like we were just getting sprayed with water. Do you know what I mean? Like we were never in any risk. Yeah. It was, there was, you know, so it was, it was crazy just to think like what you can see come up in yourself in a controlled environment like that. Mm. But just massive, like showed me so much more respect for the people out there that are doing this on such a different level. It's like a lot of respect and admiration, but then reflecting that back of in yourself, it's like it shows you what you can be more capable of as well. Mm knowing that there's other people out here doing it more extreme and helps you be like, I can reach that level too. Yeah, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Do you feel like That's this experience helped you understand like a deeper meaning of brotherhood? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it brings you together. Like it was, we had to do um, team tasks. Mm. And a lot of it was team. Apart from the, the PT stuff, everything was as a team. And we, you know, you, you bond because you're in it together and we didn't know each other before this we mm. got thrown into this and they're like carry this dude on a on a soft stretcher around this massive course was the first thing it's like how do we work together for one like i don't know anyone's strengths I don't even know their names all this sort of stuff and it's like yeah it brings you together in certain ways for sure mm. yeah and saying that as well because something i'm passionate about is having like for men specifically to have good men around them mm. like could you touch on the importance you feel of how important it is for men to have a good circle of other men around them yeah like this is some things that i'm learning more and more and seeing and wanting in myself and like i i believe it's everything right um going back to going you know back to how like you know with my events how I have this tribal theme with it all and I have this primal stuff and that's it's always something that's there with me this this ancestral kind of thing and I don't really know what it is where it came from all the stuff like it's just that it's just like a channel yeah I suppose but it's like how I envision that we were back in the day and um, you know the men would collect around the fire at the end of the night mm. after the hunt uh, and and tell stories and and that would be the time when they got to open up and express. And um, I imagine, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know, maybe in past lives, but it was, you know, they got to talk about the things that were connected mm. and they spent that time together on, on like a deep level. Like, what do we do now? Men go to the pub and drink some piss and watch the footy or yeah. 
or you know whatever it is like they're not connected they're you know not properly mm. so i think it's everything to have a good group of men around you and like actively if you don't have guys men this is for the men if you don't have men in your life that you look up to like seek them out mm. there is so many groups out there now men's groups you know of all different calibers all different ages all different locations doing all different things there's something for everybody and it could be as simple as going to a, a men's fire circle that like i know there's i think there's one on the sunny coast that's free yeah he does it weekly or something like that but it's like dude like what do you have to lose for one and what do you have to gain? Yeah. Like, it's being able to put yourself out there. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable to begin with. Like, when I first started going to, like, personal development things and, like, you know, all these events and whatnot, like, I did all that by just without knowing anyone and just starting it by myself yeah. at, at the beginning. And now, like, three years later, the amount of networking I've made just by going to these different events and meeting different people and making connections. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met, exactly, yeah. (laughs) At the um, Kill to Be Conscious full-day event. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, like, two years later, here we are doing the second podcast. Yeah. You know, and, like, the amount of things we've done in between that time as well individually. exactly. And it's like, that all came from you showing up that day, me showing up that day, and seeing where the path takes us and continue that growth, continue making those connections. Yeah. It's, yeah, it can't it, be... The connections, right? And, like, mm. that, that's exactly it. And that was the big thing for me is I never... I did so much by myself. Mm. And I realized that I need people, men and women around me, and have that connection. But more so now is realized I need, like, men around. Good men doing masculine shit. Mm. I'm a very masculine man. And it's like, you know having the having the right people around you that fit for who you are and who you want to be mm. and people that people that you see I'm going to say the words above you not in the sense of any other reason of just someone that you want to achieve to become mm. um, you know that you want to strive just like oh like I really like how that guy you know is with his family or you know career-wise or any of those things, you know, fitness level, whatever it is, it's like, oh, I want to be like that. Mm. So it's, it's getting around people that are at a higher caliber than you in what you want to, to do, you know, and that's a big part of my life now is surrounding myself with the right people, you know, people that are um, doing way more, way bigger, way crazier shit than yeah. me. I'm like, fuck yeah, like this – excites me it inspires me to push more and keep going and Mm. you know if you hang around like uh, this the saying you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with like if all your friends just go out and and drink and party Mm. well you're most likely going to end up party you're you're not going to be the person who's doing something different because all your friends are calling you to do that yeah so if you hang around if you want to get fit go hang out with fit people Mm. if you want to get rich go hang out with rich people like it's it's pretty basic and simple mm. and i i learned i saw it might have been tiktok or something like that but there was a study done where if you sit within x amount of feet of a high achiever mm. you become like over a period of time you become like 30% better yeah. or like more productive but if a high achiever sits 
I think it was 15% better. And if a high achiever sits within a certain range of a low achiever, they become 30% less productive. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit. Makes like, sense. you know, if you, you know, hang around people that are doing things that you don't want to do, like you're going to get pulled down to that level. Mm. And there's another, it makes so much sense because that relates to this other study that I was reading into. And it showed that when you're in the room, within a 20-foot radius, people's DNA and, and genetics end up sharing. And when people's DNA connects in this study, what, what they saw was that people's blood pressure ended up matching within, within everyone within the 20-foot radius. Regulation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the heart rate ended up going to the same speed of every single person in this same room. And that just shows like how important it is to surround yourself with people that not just hold you to a higher standard, but then are also there for you as well when you do need times to be in solitude and become more solution-minded or just to be able to express yourself or have people that are there to hold you to a higher standard to achieve more and do more and push you. And yeah, It's so important having a good environment around you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of the most important things. Yeah, and like for the men out there listening as well, because I know there's a lot of men out there that I believe me and you were in this similar spot as well. So I feel like we could probably speak about experience here is that we have this wall up that we have like a deep knowing that we want to connect with other men, but this wall is up in our mind that we may think we can't connect with other people. We don't know how to do it. What if this happens or oh, that doesn't seem like it's right for me? What advice do you feel like you have or what can you share from your own experience that helps you drop that wall to actually be able to go to things that like these events to connect with other people? Yeah, it's a good one. I think it's like anything. It's it's taking the first step. Mm. You know, it might feel uncomfortable and sometimes the the connection of a man to a man in this day and age feels very odd or off or you know it's it's an uncomfortable feeling like many men you know like as i walked in the door first thing we did hugged each other yeah you know straight up and like i hug all my mates mm. um and it's 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 leaning into that and like you said i think the key was like going stepping into the spaces where this is normal mm. you know um men's workspaces, uh, men's retreats, mixed, mixed events as well because it's all like in, in, this, in this field, it's all going to cultivate that regardless. It doesn't have to be men's specific events or workshops or any of this, but like if it's men's specific, specific then obviously it's just going to be a little bit more directed for that. Mm. But yeah, I think it's it's just taking that first uncomfortable step yeah and and yeah like go hug your mate yeah like that's start there like that's simple cost you nothing yeah and be like dude give us a hug yeah one thing i say to myself is just a fuck it moment yeah like, you know when you just think you're like you have that doubt and there's a fucking we're gonna do it then you go do it anyway you know that's what it definitely was for me like especially like the hugging men and connecting men in that way before like before 2020, I never did that at all. Yeah. Like, it was very much, like, shakes, firm hand. Like, I still do that, like, depending on environments and things yeah. like that. But with friends and people I'm close with or people I want to connect with, it's actually making it open and seem very lighthearted and welcoming as well, you know? I think that's important. 
and going back to what I was saying before about when I first started going to events, it was just that fucking moment and just trusting whatever the process was going to be and just showing up and see what happens. You know, I may go and I may love it. I may go and I may hate it. It's like, well, I don't know if I don't go. Yeah. You know, and what? if you hate it, then cool, right? Like, yeah. don't go again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I going to gain by not going and staying at home? Yeah. You know, or not going and going to the pub instead. Like, there's plenty of nights to go to the pub. Yeah. You know, but there's not plenty of nights to go and do these things and get these experiences. But once you get into this world, there is plenty of nights and plenty of experiences because more doors are open up to go to more of these places and connect yeah. with more people. And it's there's so much to do. Yeah. Like so <laughs> many, like I said, there's so many different offerings and spaces and different adventures and all this cool shit. Like it's not just, you know, weird woo-woo kind of, yeah. like it's not all talk about your feelings and, and cry. Mm. Um, like that happens and it's actually awesome. But it's not all like that. Like for the for the men out there that are more on the what side am I thinking? But the the ones that you know think, oh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to go into that and be hugging dudes and talking about my feelings and all this stuff. Like you can go to so many of these things and not even say a word. Yeah. Like you can go and listen to other people. Mm. You know, and if like I said, if you don't like it. Just don't go again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if it feels weird and uncomfortable and you're like, I don't want to go again, think about that. Mm. Why do you not want to go again? Is it because it feels weird and uncomfortable and there's a little bit of you that might be deep down like, I really wanted to say something. Mm. I had this feeling, this emotion come up in my body and I wanted to get up and say what I felt, but I you know, was scared or, or it just didn't feel right. Like, you know, there's something there for you, you know? So yeah. listen in, pay pay attention to it and maybe next time it feels right. Yeah, and I like how you said like it's not always like screaming and crying because personally I've had friends and men in my life, like they see me go to these events and like they're somewhat one for them, one for them about coming, but then they see the promo videos of just men screaming at each other and crying mm. and straight away they're turned off because like I don't want to go to that. Like yeah, I want to go and have a good experience and fun and it can kind of be like – kind of productive of what the whole yeah. purpose of it is. And I like how you're touching that because like, yeah, you may see it in the advertisements for these events, but it's not like the whole thing is just nah. screaming, getting all that out. And like, like you said, you can always just be like a fly in the wall in certain parts of these events. Like you, sometimes you can go and not even talk to people. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to touch on that because yeah, a lot of the advertisement is that I see, but don't let that be something that turned you off either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I've, I've started doing just men's hikes. Yeah. So, you know, we went and hiked beer while a couple of us went up and it's like so casual. Mm. We just hiked together, talk, did a little bit of breath work at the top and opened the space for anyone to share anything mm. that they wanted to, if there was something coming up for them, whether that's relationship business, just anything like general, whatever you could, you know, it was at like no, no, um, like set criteria mm. of of anything. It was just like, cool, we're just coming to hang out, yeah, and talk. And it was like such a good entry level too. Mm. And some of the guys that were there have not entry level at all in the in the world of this sort of stuff. But it's like, man, we just had fun. Yeah, so we went and hiked and did some did some cool shit. Yeah, and, you know, it's 
got got some sun, some fitness, got sweaty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a little bit of friendly competition. Yeah, competition's good. I yeah. find. Yeah. yeah, I think competition is really important. Like healthy competition that's going to help each other grow. But the reason I love that you said the hike and then you get to the top and then you talk, it relates back to like the tribe of what you were saying earlier. Like throughout the day, thousands of years ago, we're going to hunt for the day. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to the fire and we'll share stories. It's similar to that. And I feel like men do that anyway. Like you said earlier as well, like we go to work for the day, we conquer work, whatever that looks like. Then we go to the pub. Then it's just finding a different way to actually have that same experience, but yes. do it in a way where it's actually more beneficial. Yeah. Exactly, like collect around the fire and sit around the bar. Mm. And that could be a fire pit in your backyard, you know. Like think about when you go camping. Yeah. What do you do? Everyone sits around the fire and talks. Mm. Generally in the Australian culture, there's three cases of beer next to you, but try doing it without the beer or limited. Mm. And, and I was listening to a podcast yesterday and – it was Sacred Sons, actually. And they had someone on who's talking about the art of storytelling and how, you know, everyone it used to be such big in the culture. They talk about um, sitting around telling stories by the campfire or whatever it may be. And you're saying, like, keep, don't lose that tradition. Don't, don't stop that. Like, you know, for fathers, tell, read bedtime stories to your kids or when you're walking through the park or wherever it may be, like, tell them stories and they don't have to be this crazy thing. Or like, you know, it could be anything like telling the Rumpelstiltskin story or, yeah. you know, like it doesn't matter. It's just the art of storytelling and, and it's almost like a lost art now because we don't do those things. Mm. And I feel like our brain is still inclined to attach the stories because through so many generations, that's how we shared information to survive. Yes. Those free stories. And I don't feel like we've lost that. I feel like that's why I was so interested in the stories. I had a comedian, Andrew Schultz, talk about this. And he says one of the most important things a comedian can do is share stories. That's why people are so engaged with comedians because most of their job is sharing stories that are engaging and fun. And that's why they get big crowds is because of that reason specifically is storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. I like, especially the whole thing about sitting around the fire, like reflecting on my life, like – Sometimes I just crave sitting around the fire and talking to people. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I, I could say I do know what it is because it's probably that innate feeling to do it. Mm. But some of your best conversations is when you're in the environment that's tapped out of what modern reality is and just being able to connect with other humans. Like it's such a crucial factor to it, just even our well-being in general. Yeah. And you, and you almost feel like you're in your own little portal too. Like, yeah. like you know, when you stare into the flames – and you're just fixated on the flame, you know, or the 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 bit of wood that's burning and you're just like hypnotized. Mm. And it's like nothing else is around you. It's like you can be talking to your mates, but you feel like you're in your own space and it's like it opens up this sacredness of the conversation where you feel really, for me personally, like you feel this sense of, like safety to express because you feel like there's nothing else around you. This is like you're in your own container. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like this is what's pushed you also to be able to want to do like specifically men's retreats? What was the motivation behind that? Man, it's, it's actually quite funny. Like when, when I started Ripple and 
started in this space and doing this work, you know, I, I heard people doing men's work and saw it and I was like, I have no desire to do men's work. Mm. It was actually really strange. And I, I've always, uh, I grew up with my mum and two sisters till I was about 14. So I've always been, found it really easy to like have conversations with women and stuff like that. And I'd done some work with women in that space um, through that time period. And I was like, oh, like I'd prefer to work with women. I don't know why. And then in the last six months to a year, it's kind of been dropping in a little bit, like trickling in, just like sprinkles on the top, like more to do with the men and the men's space. And it's been an interesting ride. A large thing for me for getting into it is seeing seeing the men how they're showing up these days and mm. a big thing I'm seeing is that a, a lot of men don't feel from what I see and what I f- feel about it my my perception of it is that they are not confident in their own feet like with making decisions, you know, they're kind of half in, half out with a decision, you know. Indecisive. <clears throat> yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, we rely on our women so much now to make the decisions. Mm. And I don't know if anyone's like aware of that scenario, but when our women just want us to make the decisions and they want to be able to, you know, I'm going to say follow along with it. To an extent, yeah, it's not blindly following everything we do or say, but it's it's been decisive and being like, yeah, we're doing this, like, cool, and it's like being being able to stand strong in that decision and show up in it and be leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all a leader in some way. Some are just leader of more people in bigger bigger spaces and bigger things. You know, whether it's work or otherwise, but. Like if you're, if, you know, in a relationship, you're a leader. Mm. Yeah. You know, and if you've got kids, then you fucking definitely, <laughs> like you need to step the fuck up and be a leader because they're watching everything you do. And I feel like that adds another layer of respect for the men when he's more decisive. And that's something 100%, I'm, yeah. that's definitely something I'm conscious of. Like even things of like, what are we having for dinner? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want? What do you want? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. Now it's just like, what do you want? Don't know. I'm having this. Like just being decisive, like with yeah. even little things with dinner. Because I feel like women and like over time can slow down, lose trust for a man when yes. he's in the state of because he doesn't even know what he wants. Yeah, like what how, how does she trust him when yeah. he doesn't trust himself? Mm. Yeah. And I feel like an important piece of men is like going back to the dinner part. Like next time you have that thing with your missus or your boyfriend. And you're like, I don't know, you, I don't know, I don't know. Just be more decisive, mate. Cool, we're having this. Yeah. Just be decisive, but make that relate with a lot of other things in your life as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that was that was like, <clears throat> that has been a big thing for me, showing up or sh- being shown to me, uh, in myself too. Like, this is not me going, oh, look at everybody else. It's like looking in the mirror, mm. going, where the fuck am I not doing this or where am I doing this? You know, being indecisive and, and there's been so many times, right? And I catch myself sometimes and I'm like, oh, I said, I don't know. Beck's like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, actually, I want steak, potatoes, you know, broccoli, whatever, yeah. the, whatever that is. And she's like, cool, on it. Like, you know, yeah. And she, she loves it like that. Um, Just being able to call yourself out too, because, you know, yeah. like, more human, we're not going to be 100% correct all the time. It's like, in the moment, it's just being able to switch, like, oh, no, wait, bang. Yeah. But yeah, so seeing that, wanting to cultivate that in men, show them who they are, who they can be, mm. uh, how powerful they can be, and really getting men back into a masculine presence. You know, like we need polarity in life and you know, especially in our relationships, whether that's straight or or um, you know, gay or otherwise, there still has to be a level of polarity. So if you're not being the masculine man and you're not making decisions and you don't know what to do and all these different things, then that means that your woman is becoming more masculine yeah. and you are becoming more feminine. So it's like, all right, well, and this, you see it all the time. You know, you, you see the guy that walks around is like, yes, okay, like I'll follow you, do whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck, man. But, and it works for some people. Like it's not, there's no right or wrong with it. But for me, I'm a, I'm a masculine male. Mm. And I know that many of the men that are in my spaces are masculine men too. And some just need a little help. Like I've had a guy reach out not long ago. He's like, no, I, I won't help. I need help to get my masculinity back and be more of a masculine man and all that stuff. I was like, dude, cool. Like, let's, let's work on that. That's awesome. Like, yeah, being able to see that. But so, yeah, like through the, through the work I'm doing, through the men's retreat, it's, it's, I want to, sh- I don't know if I want to show is the right word, but I want to open up the space for them to see themselves mm. in the masculine, in like the deep, like the primal fucking masculine. Like, that's what I like, the primal <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. like <laughs> be a fucking animal. The good shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's that's a big part of my life is being a fucking animal. Like that's what I that's what I am at my core. I'm not a civilized, domesticated house cat. Mm. Like I'm a fucking wild dog or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's who I want to be, and that's who I um, want to almost cultivate in other men that they can have that. They that's, can be that. Yeah, that's important too. Because one thing Jordan Peterson says, like he has that monster quote that a lot of people are probably familiar with. But another thing that he says as well is that men are more dangerous when they don't have that within them, when they don't have like that, that beast of inside them that they control. If you have a man that has that ability to be able to do that, but then can sit with it and not express it and knows how to use that energy, yeah. that's when he's full embodied in the masculine. Exactly. Being, being fucking dangerous. Mm. But then what, what does he say? A weak man is not a good man. Yeah. A, a very dangerous man that has it under voluntary control mm. is, a, is a good man. Yeah. Because you have the option to cause harm. Yeah. And you choose not to. So that makes you good. Because it shows you've got a lot of self-control as well yeah. and discipline, which is a big thing. And I feel yeah. like as a man, when you go into a room, you can feel that immediately. Like yeah. If you walk into a room and you know you're in the, with a bunch of savages, for some reason, like you feel Fuck. safe. When you yeah, feel it good. feels good, feels man. Good. Like, yeah. You look in the room, you're like, Every motherfucker in here, <laughs> like, rip someone's head off. Like, yeah. And it's, it's that 
that fire energy where you're just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah I just, like, it's such a fucking good feeling. Like, I feel like men need to seek that more. That's why, like, the um, men's retreat that you're doing, because men yeah. are getting more tapped into that and more reflecting back within themselves of that yeah. masculinity that they have within them. And I guess the question I'm coming to with this is, what do we think in the modern era is taking masculinity away from men? The only reason I'm asking this is just so we can be more aware of the things we do on a day-to-day basis that may, that may be pushing us away from our true self. I'm going to throw one out there. First of all, I think pornography is a big one that takes away our masculine urge and instead depletes us. But I do believe there's many factors in the world that contribute to it. Yeah. So what was the question? What takes away our masculinity? Yeah. What's on things day-to-day or in the modern world that suppresses or removes our masculine it's the distractions. Yeah. Fucking TikTok. Mm. Like, and I, I actually just deleted it like a week ago because I was like, I, I sit here and just look at shit. Yeah. And there's some good things on there. Don't get me wrong. Some informational stuff, but like who's spends all their time researching on TikTok? Like you're probably not yeah. doing that, right? Like <laughs> it's the distractions, the things that we occupy our time with that is taking away from everything else, you know, talking about the, the men needing the, the mission, the goal, the achievement, something to conquer. Mm-hmm. It's like if you take away from what our core is by distracting, you know, if you, you, if you have – you're meant to go for the 5K run but you spend two hours scrolling on social media or TikTok or porn um, – like you're not conquering fucking anything yeah. and you know porn's always a good one and a lot of people talk about it like it's it's and we've all done it as yeah. a man where you're like i'm bored i'm gonna watch porn 100 percent to just kill yeah. some time and like get a fucking feeling and then afterwards you're like the fuck did i do that yeah for? Kind of thing. like <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like oh that didn't feel as good anyway and yeah all these different things you're like you know, fuck. Like, what? What did? What purpose did that serve? Really, it it killed like five minutes. Yeah, literally. Uh, but like, it takes. So and that, much that's energy. four minutes looking for the <laughs> right video. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so many people talk about the porn thing. So I'm probably not going to go into it because they've got so much more knowledge around it than yeah. I would. But that's definitely a big one, and I think just the distractions and, um. Yeah, there's probably a lot of other things. Like just our whole society now is aimed to squash masculinity. Yeah. It's, you know, the word toxic masculinity is like every fucking where. Yeah. You know, it's like if any man shows any ounce of a masculine presence, they're labelled toxic. Well, what's some of the first things people say when they see a successful person? And they see a super ripped person in the gym. Ego. Like he's toxic. He's got an ego. It's fucking yeah. ego. And this that whole ego thing pisses me off yeah. too because I'm like, I have a fucking ego yeah. and I love it. Yeah, it's good. I, I think it's, you know, everyone's like ego deaths and it's ego is the enemy and it is to an extent and to certain things. But I believe that having an ego is great in so many other ways. Mm. Like, you know, doing a, a sport or something, like if you had no ego to win – 
no desire like you just what's the fucking point yeah and it's like if you have no <laughs> self-ego where where else are you going to get your self-belief from yeah like so I, like I don't need but i use my ego sometimes to have that self-belief in myself to have that moment like i mentioned earlier like that fuck it i'm gonna do it anyway yeah yeah, yeah and like exactly it's like the you know using the the fitness or the gym example too it's like I can lift that. Yeah. It's like that dude's lifting that. I can fucking lift that. That's yeah. my ego talking like, maybe I can't, but I'm going to try anyway. Yeah. Like yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like going back as well to the distractions. That's such an, because I like how you said distractions because it's like a million things are because of the name, but mm. like just dis- distractions in general, because I feel like in today's world, there's so much easy access to dopamine. So what's happening is our baseline of dopamine is so high so we have to go to more extreme lengths to be able to reach that dopamine. And I had a um, cognitive neuroscientist come on the podcast and he was talking about yeah, like awesome. um, dopamine and why we have to do extreme things and et cetera. And one thing he talked about is that now when we jump on social media is that we're not even getting the dopamine hit straight away because we're so adapted to it. And that's why we stay on it for longer because we're in search of that dopamine yeah. hit that the phone usually gives us. But that can go to like anything in life, you know, with all the distractions that give us that dopamine so I think another way we can embody masculinity back into our life, which I want to get to now, just to help people with some actionable tools to build yep. more masculinity and strip back to distractions is find ways to get your dopamine baseline back to a level, back to a normal level. Because the reason I say that is because I believe men, we work hard for reward. You know, mm. We work hard for reward. We go out and hunt for the day so we have food at the end of the day for the tribe. And if we're getting easy access to dopamine – and that's the reward, and they're so easy accessible. Like, what motivation or what drive or what energy do we have for any other thing in life for a mission or a purpose? So I feel like if we drop our baseline of dopamine and we actually do things that takes a bit of conquest to get the reward it of takes dopamine. more than 30 seconds to yeah. scroll through something. Exactly, like doing a 14-hour overnight thing, like you said before, that yeah. gives you the reward of dopamine. Going to a men's retreat, you know, getting that dopamine. Doing a hike, get that dopamine. Doing yeah. an ice bath. But doing things that are a lot more challenging. It's the challenge is the word that was coming up, for sure. Like, as men, we need challenge. Yeah. Um, for instance, I recently started uh, doing jujitsu. Doing jujitsu, fuck man, so fun, yeah. so sick, and so challenging, and so humbling. Mm. You know, like doing stuff like that. It's like I think to get a black belt is average around ten years. Yeah, like you don't just go and and succeed in this sport overnight. Yeah, so it's like you know. Every time I go there, I leave there, like, feeling so good. I mean, I might be a bit sore because I had some dude trying to choke me out. <laughs> it's it's, um, it's like the, the dopamine hit is epic. You're just like, man, fuck, like, yeah. you know, and you get a little better each time. Like, yeah. you know, it's like they try to choke you out and you can get out of it and then you're, like, trying to choke them out and yeah. it's this back and forth and – Doing things like that, you know, like climbing a mountain, start with a small one where your um, maybe fitness level or capability is at, go bigger and bigger and bigger. Like I, I have, I want to start doing some big hikes, some multi-day hikes. I went for a hike with a guy the other day who's done uh, Kilimanjaro mm. and I was like, dude, that sounds sick. I'm yeah. like, started looking into it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I think it's like six days or something, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty big, pretty intense and He's going to he his next, um, like, uh, 
Conquest would be, I think he said he's going to go look at doing base camp, mm. Everest base camp. Fuck yeah. I'm like, dude, that's sick. Like going out and doing things that take more than opening your phone mm. and looking at, you know, a, <sighs> do I want to speak on it? A big thing I see now, <laughs> you open your phone and as a man, whether you follow or not, so much you see is just almost naked girls. Like, so yes. I smile. I'm like, do I speak on this or yeah. not? I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to. I'll happily speak on it because it, it's something I'm passionate about is soft porn. I'll let you yeah. finish what you were saying before I get but into it. it desensitizes you for one where you see it's like i've had guys work for me tradies and i'll see them at smoker scrolling and it's just like girl 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 and like they're younger and stuff and i get it to an extent but it's just like man you know like it's it's all you see yeah you can't escape and and exactly like it it comes up as like suggested things and all this stuff and um like that that there like for the and i believe that takes away your masculinity for one literally because you're you you lose your self-control because you keep looking you keep going back to it given the urges yeah but it's just like i don't know it's it's it yeah it's just the whole thing of like it's you open your phone it's like oh i'm gonna go climb a mountain and then you're like oh no i'm gonna stand here for 20 minutes and scroll through this and like i open my phone and scroll like i'm not not better than better than yeah. anybody else like i do it yeah for sure um but even like my personal instagram page i follow like 35 people and most of them are um business or fitness or uh, you know, in this sort of space where it's like things I actually want to see yeah. and bring value to me. I don't just have random crap there yeah. to limit my scrolling, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I, can't, I don't know where I was going with all that. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm on the same page of your brother. Like I go on like, cause my one talk page is like separate. I don't go on my personal page at all anymore unless yeah. I get a message. My one talk page, like I don't like any soft porn or any exposure of like body parts so, but it's still my algorithm. Like you go on mm. the explore page on Instagram yeah. for an example and like four videos out of like the 12 there is like chicks and like basically wearing nothing with the tits out and all that. And I'm like, like uh, <clears throat> it's just, it, it irritates me a lot because I know I used to be a person that would give into that. Yeah, same, yeah, 100%. And I know that is doing that to, it's also doing that to a lot of men as well. It's taking away their energy, it's taking away their drive. It's also making them fantasize about things that can be harmful in the world. I feel like if we constantly sexualize women in that sense, it's only going to be a dangerous game. And I feel like a lot more crime is going to happen if we if sexualization of women keeps getting pushed in the media. And I know this is more of an extreme example, but <clears throat> I was listening to Ted Bundy, so I'm going full extreme. Yeah. He said he had a porn addiction, and a lot of his tendencies came from being addicted to porn and his right. dopamine baseline got so high he needed more extreme things and that's when all the craziness that's began. That's when you go to extreme levels to get that hit. Exactly right. And that's yeah. why I feel that the overexposure of sexualization to women is such a dangerous thing, especially for men, because it ruins your self-control, it ruins your self-discipline and it strips your masculinity and that 
what we were saying before yeah. is that a safe man is a man who's strong within himself, who has that beast, and there's a masculine in essence, but a weak man who has all that stripped has no emotional control. Yeah. I feel like that's a dangerous game. Like, mm. 100%, man. I think, like, the biggest thing is the discipline, like you said, mm. and it's it's going out there and doing things that create discipline. Yeah. So, like, like I said, you know, the jujitsu, that's like a discipline, you know, like any martial art is a discipline. Yeah. Um, trying the, the it's it's not mastering it. It's the oh, what's what what is it? It's the it's the achievement of trying to master or mm-hmm. on the path of trying to master something, you know. And like I said to you earlier, like I've recently I'm going to do my gun safety course so I can get my gun license. I'm going to start shooting, you know, yeah. target shooting, and then uh, you know go hunting and stuff like that. It's like that's another discipline sitting there. I've got this I, – I, I'm attracted to like long-range shooting where it's just calm, yeah, like squeeze the trigger. Focus on the just, breath, slow things. Yeah, down. like I don't know why, just it really – it's just something I want to do is get good at shooting long distance. Mm. Um, so it's a discipline. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take consistency. Yeah, It's like it takes energy to do this shit. As opposed to just opening up your phone, doing this, or going to do the, going to the pub, doing all these other little things, and you know, like another thing I want to do is I, I want to do a hundred k trail race. Fuck yeah! It's like it's it takes time, takes yeah. effort, takes discipline to get up and fucking run, mm-hmm. and and keep running and do all these things. You know, like all these things. It's like finding something that you like, mm-hmm. whatever that is. That's going to take time to achieve it. Yeah, you know, like you can't do it in a week. Like, you know, it, 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 like the mountain climbing stuff. Find a mountain. Cool. Climb that one. Fuck yeah. You've achieved that. You've conquered that mountain. Find a bigger one. Find a bigger one. Go on a longer hike. Start doing overnight hikes. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's pushing the bar. Like it's this whole thing that I, I believe that men need is we need to, like I said at the very beginning, we need to have a mission. We need to be pushing and striving towards something because if we're not, we go a little bit stagnant and yeah. then we open up the phone and then we scroll and then we're just like being distracted. Yeah. And I feel like as men too, we're seeking rewards <clears throat> and these distractions give us the reward of, you know, all these neurochemicals. instant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the best reward that we can have and we truly feel it and we know it when we feel it is progressive reward. When we're actually progressing at a task. Yeah. Like for an example, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I guarantee like every four weeks you reflect on where you were four weeks ago to now and be like, I've fucking progressed. Oh man. The the feeling that will give you inside is something that you can't really explain. I haven't progressed very much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like four or five weeks in, wiped out. I just go in there and get my ass handed to me by everybody, but it's fun. Yeah. And there is progression though. That's the main thing is there is progression. And it's, it's like you said, you know, yeah, pushing towards something striving yeah but you're also building progression in character by showing up yeah yeah there's times i'm like oh, fuck i don't want to go and i'm tired or my neck's a little sore still <laughs> whatever it is and you just go right mm. um or like sometimes i'm uh, like i think it was yesterday i was like oh, i'm not up for the intensity mm. of jujitsu tonight so i went to the gym yeah like i still did something i didn't sit on my couch mm. and i've got back into reading because i was like man I go through waves and stages, you know, like we all do. I used to be like only ever took in like 
information that was around business, you know, investing, finance, like pushing towards that. And then I go through this part, part where you're like, oh, I just want to like just go to bed and like put a movie on or something and mm. you don't really watch it anyway. But yeah. So now I've turned the TV off, unplugged it from the wall in my bedroom. Mm. Um, never been much of a fan for TVs in the room, but, yeah. you know, I have one anyway uh, at the current time. But yeah, just reading it. And I'm reading Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life. Oh, nice. Um, it's been on the bedstand about half read for six months. I'm like, I'm going to finish this fucking book. It's about time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, I've done it three nights in a row now, so it's super fresh. Mm. And it's like, yeah, this is the new routine. And it feels good. It's like, all right. And, you, and if you read before you go to bed, you go to bed so much better mm. than if you're watching um, TV or on your phone. And another one is like, Set a time uh, where, you know, wh- whatever time that is for you, that's an hour or two hours before you go to bed and that's no phone time. Like phones are down. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. Like don't pick it up just to check Instagram once more in case someone liked your photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I'm like guilty like, of. Like I've yeah, done so. it. Um, but it's like, you know, say 7 o'clock. It's like our oh, phone goes in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Don't leave your phone next to your bed. No, and there is – like at the start, like there will be a lot of resistance in that because it's change, you know. It's habit. But it's like it's changing the way you view the resistance and the challenges. That's why I find within myself is like if I see <clears throat> something that is a resistance, let's just say an example, if I stop using my phone at night and I feel resistant of sitting there and reading, I really want to go to my phone. In my mind, I don't tell myself like, fuck, I want to read my phone. Mm. I'll tell myself like, cool, this is something I can overcome. Yeah. Like this is a challenge. Like I thrive. Like now I'm at a point where I thrive off challenges. So I love that feeling of knowing something's tough and having the opportunity to overcome it. But it took years to be able to get here. But I still have like fucking human. I have moments where I'm like, get me phone anyway. But mm. it's making sure that it's probably 90% of the time that I'm like, no, I'm doing this. This is it. I'm overcoming it. And try not to give in to ages and temptations. The early morning ice bath situation. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's cold, it's dark, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Wicked brother. Do you, should we, because um, I feel like all the topics I've written down, we've already somewhat touched on. Do you feel like you have much more else you want to? don't know. I think just for the men, like go out there and do some fucking manly shit. Yeah. I've had this call lately to just go chop wood. Fuck yeah. Like, I just want to, yeah, just split wood until my arms are fucking sore. Like, yeah. You know, do, just do manly shit if you want to be a masculine man. Mm. Like, it's it's pretty simple, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and just tap back into yourself. Yeah. Tap Go into that primal side of yourself. Just be primal. primal. Yeah. That's a big thing. And more things I'll be bringing out in the future and cultivating is going to be around this primal stuff, getting back to nature, back to basics. Being fucking animals, mm. wild animals, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a um, men's retreat coming up? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, at the end of July. So Friday the 28th of July to Sunday 30th of July. Uh, it's out on a 200-acre property near Kenilworth. we got 10 men capacity. Got a couple of spaces left. And uh, there's four amazing facilitators, including myself. Going to be running through a whole bunch of different processes. Um, you know, one of them is going to be at Temescal, mm. which is a Aztec tradition sweat lodge, oh, which nice. is epic, yeah. super powerful, super intense, and like 
challenging. Mm. Um, really tests your mind, body, spirit, all of it, man. You're like lying in the dirt and the mud, sweating. Epic. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking let me out. Going deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of primal movement. We're going to be... We're going to be doing some fun primal movement shit, which I'm Epic. not sharing yet, but it's going to be cool. Uh, we're going to be playing with fire, mm. the heat, the sweat, cold, uh, some breath work. We're going to be diving into people's live situations, uh, uncovering the things that are holding them back, mm. allowing them to see who they want to become. So then we can then work on that and bring that to light and bring that to fruition. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just trying to build leaders. I love that. It's a big one. Just mm. building like leaders within the community, within the men and in themselves. I think that's important today yeah. as well. It's always been important, but specifically in today's world. Yeah. Building leaders. Yeah. All right, everyone. I'll link in everything for Rip, like all the socials, even the um, – I'll chuck in the link for this event as well that's coming up, this retreat. But – I'll say thank you for jumping on, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers.